And another reminder that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place, and it's free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools, so you can record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. And they'll distribute your podcast for free. So you can hear it on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more. Just like us here at BraveMaker. Make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app today and go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks to our sponsors. Now back to the show. Stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. Can you hear you? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can I help you? What is he going to do with all that footage of me eating grapes? Oh, I'm going to put it all over <laughs> TMZ. <laughs> okay. Hey, we got Loretta <clears throat> Devine on the Brave Maker podcast today. We're actually in L.A. in a very um, obscure studio that was hard to find. <laughs> Loretta's looking at me going... <laughs> I just hope my car is there when I go back. That's all I'm saying. I ain't walking home from Chinatown. <laughs> all right. So, Loretta, it's 2019. We met in 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very first time we met, you were working on my short film, 1440 and Counting, uh, which was a huge gift to me. And I'm gonna, we're going to reflect back first on the very first meeting we had <laughs> in the airport in San Francisco. What do you remember? I don't know. I can't remember that far back. My head is full of lines. Okay, I just know that we we clicked. Everything it was, was like I'd already known you forever, and we had a great time. It was we, great when we did that. Yes, we did when we did that movie. She so she calls me because I had had uh, somehow gotten <laughs> off on the wrong exit. I was trying <laughs> oh to park my. the in the parking garage, which I, I normally don't, right? Normally, I pick people up. I pick normal people up at the curb. I'm like, I can't pick Loretta at the curb. I have to go meet her. I have to help her with the luggage. So I get to the parking garage. <laughs> I'm running, trying to make my way to the baggage claim. You're calling me. go, where are you? Where are you? I'm like, I'm, I'm running. I'm I get there. You're like, wow, you're out of breath. <laughs> and so we walk to the parking garage. We get in my car. Yeah. And then I can't find the ticket to, to get, get out. out. <laughs> yeah. That. Oh and my it God. was like 50 bucks. So we get to the thing. The lady's like, sorry, it's 50 bucks. A lost ticket is 50 bucks. And you pulled on some charm. You leaned over and you're like, hey, can you just let us out? We got here. And the lady said, I recognize you. You're like, yeah, I'm Loretta Devine. Can you let me out? And she let us out. We didn't have to pay. <laughs> but I was, oh my gosh, I was sweating it so bad. I was like, oh my. Isn't that amazing how people are so nice? Yeah. Yeah. Some days you get a bad one, though. (laughs) We were lucky. But I'm telling you, I always, I have this mantra that says, if it ain't for good luck, I ain't got no luck. I got good luck. (laughs) You got the, you got the vibes, people. I'm sure, I'm sure people are always just, because your personality, your vibe, your smile. Oh, that's so sweet of you. you. Thank you. Well, I, I loved that you said yes. I kept, I remember we went out to, we went out to lunch. And the reason we got connected is because of my mutual friend working with your talent agency, uh-huh. Innovative. Are you still with Innovative? Yeah, I'm still okay. with Innovative. Yeah. So he connected me to me. I couldn't believe that I was going to get to work with you. We go to lunch, and you said to me, "Oh, I can't." Do you remember? I you can't. said, "You said how many how many projects have you directed?" <laughs> I said, "This is my first." You said, "Oh shit." <laughs> And then you told me you were a minister, and I went, oh, shit, again. 
<laughs> oh God. <laughs> but I have to tell you, working with you is such a good uh like a like, like iron sharpening iron. Because mm. you taught me stuff like you would say, I was trying to get all ethereal, right? Because sometimes mm-hmm. directors try to tell the actors all this heady stuff, mm-hmm. and you would say, "What do you do? You want it louder, or do you want it soft? <laughs> <laughs> Could you just give me one word or one sentence?" <laughs> and at first, I was taking it personally because I thought, "Oh, I'm horrible. It doesn't like me." And then the next day, we had a later start day, and you just were texting me funny stuff. I was like sleeping on the couch, and you were just texting me like just like kind of. To get under my skin, funny things like "What you doing? What are you up to? Where are you at? I want some. Can you give me a sandwich." You were just being super funny, <laughs> and I thought oh, I needed that. That oh, was, God, that I was didn't even, oh okay good. That was so good. It was such a good first experience. No, but I think it was so brave of you to even just jump in and do it, and then you had everybody in it, your family and the, all right. the people that love you were surrounding you, and you got it done. We, I think we did a really great project. We did. That was in over 25 festivals, that little short really? film. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And, and then, remember this? We were in New York because you had a film. Mm-hmm. Was it Grandma's? It was, uh, you, were, you played, it was like a, what was that, a foster care film or something like that? You played a grandma and took kids into your house. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was, it. It was Grandma's house. Was the it was Grandma's house, okay. Yeah. And so... This short film, 14, 14 Counting, got into the same festival as Grandma's House. Oh, my <laughs> and God. And so we got, I got to go to New York, my first time to New York, and you were there. And it just felt like this was wild. Like, this, is, this never happens. It was like my first film, and I'm in New York and showing at an Urban World Film Festival. It was just such a great trip. And while we were eating popcorn and watching all these films, you leaned over to me and said, Hey, when are you going to uh, let me sing a song at one of your films? And then the next film I did, you had a song in it. <laughs> yes. It, yes, that was great, too. Gosh. What? You are just, you're my good luck charm. So oh, okay. Really. Well, I, I hope it works for Piccolo. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're doing here today. So so Loretta uh, joined the, the, the cast of this little short film. It's an an, my first animated thing. So mm-hmm. I'm doing a little animated short film adapted by, uh, from a book called Piccolo by Valerie Kumra about a little piccolo who's trying to play in the Royal Orchestra, mm-hmm. and he's being excluded. It's got a lot of themes like for racial justice, LGBT inclusion, that type of thing. And so Loretta's playing the, the queen yes. of the Ooh, orchestra. Yes, oh, that's nice. I, lo- I loved the role. I don't yeah. know. And her, uh, her voice was just in, my, just in my head for some reason. Uh-huh. And um, I just like what the, what the script is about. It's very loving mm-hmm. and learning to forgive mm-hmm. and and what happens when people love you. Yeah. And she fell in love with this young piccolo yeah. and uh, made a way for him, which is really great. Coolest part of the story is in the original book, it's still being developed, uh, it was a king. Oh. And somebody said... That's kind of, you know, let's get rid of the old white guy. We don't need a white guy <laughs> king. Let's make the queen a person of color. And all of a sudden, when she said that, I said, oh, my gosh, Loretta Devine has to play oh this queen. Oh, my God, that's so Yeah, nice. isn't that so cool? Yes. So it's being animated by these two really talented young women animators, mm-hmm. um, Elizabeth Birdwell and Ivy Wooldridge who are kind of being scoped out by Pixar and Disney right now at right out of college, which is super cool. So this will hopefully be out at the beginning of 2020. So 
Loretta as the queen is also the god figure. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) So, Loretta, what are you working on next? What's going on in your world? Oh, my God. You were just telling me you're getting your visa, you're taking off soon. Oh, God. Um, Well, I'm doing Blackish right now for the rest of the week. (laughs) One of my favorite shows. I got a reoccurring on that. And it's been so fabulous because I'm working with Jennifer Lewis, and we started out together in New York, and I'd worked with Lawrence Fishburne before. I play, Uh and I'm playing his fiance in Blackish, and then Anthony Anderson, who is the star of the show. I worked with him in Urban Legends when he first started out, before he became the Anthony Anderson. And I worked with Tracy Ellis when she was doing Girlfriends, and so it's sort of like. Oh, were you on that show too? Huh? Were you on Girlfriends too? Yeah, I think I came on as a judge or just a, a guest spot, but I still got a chance to cool. to work with her then. And and the creator of that show I've worked for in so many things, uh, Mara, Mara, uh, um, uh, Mara Akil Salim, yeah. Creator it's, of Girlfriends? Yeah, okay. it's one of the creators. So, um, uh, it, it, it's been exciting to do that. And then uh, the... The show I have on Netflix, uh, mm-hmm. Family Reunion, mm-hmm. we got lucky, got a pickup, and so it's coming. The second ten will be on starting December 9th with our Christmas show. And oh, it's coming then, out December 9th. You guys already filmed it. Yeah, the, yeah. Second season's already in the can. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so the and then we're gonna get another pickup in February to keep going. So that's really great. And the next thing I'm doing is a secret. <laughs> But she told me, y'all, I know, but I can't say. That's oh, so great. I don't have great. their permission to talk about it yet. I have to wait till they start the press That's before so I cool. start pressing it. So, But I will get a chance to go to South Africa again, so I'm real excited about that. I got my visa this morning. And you leave in a couple of weeks? Yeah, I leave soon. But you're also doing, you're doing a live show this Saturday. Saturday at the Wilshire E. Bell, everybody. Come and see Don B. Welch's A Change Is Gonna Come. I played the naughty sister to the lead lady, and we have a, uh, some things happening to the young people in the family, the millennials. And uh, we're trying to hold on to the family tightness. There's going to be incredible music by some of the people that were on... Um, on uh, The Voice and mm. and all those talent shows that were on TV this past season, so it's great music, great fun. It's a whole and I, it's only for one night, so it's uh, this Saturday at eight o'clock at the Wilshire Bell, and it's a party. It's a party for everybody. How do you do that? How do you squeeze the in audience. rehearsal and make this all work? I love I you know I love this. Thing uh-huh. I do call acting, and you learn so much about yourself, and and you also get to interact with other young people and some people that have been doing it for a long time, and you keep you you, you keep your brain sharp. You're able to memorize lines easier mm-hmm. than than norm. I don't know how <laughs> if it helps to hold them, but mm-hmm. you know. It's just, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we rehearse for weeks before we do this one night. Okay. But it's a it's a great thing to keep Don Welch's productions going. And uh, so you're doing blackish filming during the day and then rehearsing at night. Mm-hmm. It's been a rough week because this is Tech Week. Wow. We rehearse every we we rehearsed every day this week to make sure that everything is perfect. And then you got to get your little outfits together. You try to do your little fashion mm-hmm. show to make everybody excited that they're watching it because you have to put so much of yourself into it sure. because it's not something that's uh, produced with a lot of money. It's sort of like produced with a lot of love. Yeah. That's what. And those shows are so much fun. And uh, you get an audience that loves it so much. They're talking back. They're commenting. I mean, it's just like a great night. It's What's the like the the heart of the show? 
Is it like what's like the, the? Oh, here. Sorry, it's this way. It's backwards. <laughs> oh, um, the show is about a, a, a young girl that goes off to college, and then she comes home, and to her family surprise, her groom-to-be is not who or what they thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell you any more than mm-hmm. that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a shock, and the family has to adjust to this new person that's come into their world. Mm. Yeah. Is it a new play? No, he wrote this play amazingly 30 years ago, okay. and it's still so relevant. relevant today mm. with everything that's happening. So, mm. yeah. Are there things that you're really interested? I remember you talked one time... Was it just, I don't forget where, where I heard you or if you were, we were just talking in general, but you wanted to have roles where you could be like sexy and oh. you like, you know, like give me some smoochy smooch. And I mean, are there things that you feel like you haven't been able to tap Listen, in yet? I've, I have been getting stuff that I never in my wildest dream <laughs> thought I would get to do. Family reunions is a challenge because... I play a grandma in that show that's uh-huh. like a super grandma. Yeah. She can hear this from distances. Uh-huh. She's got a great aim. Uh-huh. She can jump fences. This uh-huh. is a grandma oh that my can gosh. do anything. That episode <laughs> where you had a stunt double or something, right? that was so funny. <laughs> that was the best. How you know that wasn't me? That was not a stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> she jumped the hedges and stuff. Like, yes, child. I mean, so, so this has been a job. But I forgot. Oh I, I, I got a reoccurring part on this show called Pea Valley, where I play an old 80-year-old stripper. <laughs> 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 now that's going to be something to see. What's P Valley on HBO? What is it's it? It's going to be on Stars, okay. and it's coming on when Power ends. You know okay. the show Power. Yeah. As soon yeah. as Power ends, P Valley, and I cannot say on your podcast what the P stands for. <laughs> Just imagine it. But it's about strippers, the people, only- and it's called P Valley. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm an old 80-year-old stripper, and my grandson is trying to keep the club open. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, that's, didn't you tell me about a stripper thing you had an idea for back in the day or something like that? You, you, know, you know what? No, I did. My sister, I had this idea because it was sort of like out of my baby sister's life because she used to handle all these male strippers. Well, these the, in Pea Valley, they're women. But she was trying to get that kind of thing going in Houston. So I did a whole pilot about it. But, you know, my idea came to, I, I, got, the, I got the interest in it too late because mm-hmm. I think Vivica Fox had just started with her thing with all of the, the guys and the, a couple of movies had just come out. It was all about male script strippers. And so you got to be fast when you get an yeah. idea. You got to run fast with it because it seems that some things God wants to happen, and if he can't get it to happen with you fast enough, he moves. Uh, somebody else. He moves the idea on, and you people go, "But that was my idea." No, you don't have no ideas. <laughs> God mm. be rotating mm. that stuff. Seems to me that's just how it feels yeah. sometimes, you know. So, how do you deal with that in regards to like the industry? Which I can't. I mean, I can't imagine you getting a ton of rejection because it seems like you're always busy oh, but I no, know but I, do. I know you told me like there were some dry spells and yeah. you know what's well, that like I, talk about that a, a, a lot there are always people that that they want and so a lot of projects come and go that you don't see or hear about them until you see see them in the film and, and for me I'm excited that I, I'm getting ready to do like a film for a, a studio film I haven't done a studio film in I don't know how many years now mm. 
A lot of the stuff I do, they're independent films and are uh, they're small films I, that are just starting out. Yeah. You don't make a lot of money off yeah. of them, but you meet incredible people, and yep. usually you have very memorable experiences. My brain is gone. I can't remember them. <laughs> oh, but, but they're still, memorable. <laughs> yeah, they were memorable while they were happening. You got to be in that moment. So... Uh, but you can't let no stop you. I mean, or you just have to keep moving. And then a lot of times I think I've been so lucky because people say I work a lot. And it's because I do a lot of things for, for people that I've met that I love. Everybody is trying to get their dreams, yeah. you know, done. And so I try to say yes to as, yes to as many things as I can, especially when people are just, you know, getting it going and, you're good like that. It makes a, it, it makes all the difference. I look at when I did the Carmichael show, Gerard was just like, I don't think he'd even made 30 mm. yet. He was so young. At the, he was in his 20s, and but he's been seeing me on TV since he was a little kid, so he had an idea of what he wanted the mother to be like. Yeah. You know? and, and so that created work for me, which also made one of his dreams come true. Mm -hmm. And so it just, you become part of the tapestry of so many yeah. different people's lives that way. So if you think about it like that, mm -hmm. you know, stuff will get sent to you, you know, and um, you, a lot of things come to you because you, God knows you'll say yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I think. And it sounds like you're also kind of talking about the age old, it's all about relationships. Right, like so much of the business is that kind of been your experience I, well, too? I'm sure, I, I'm sure people uh, people are more comfortable working with people they know that they know will deliver. Yeah. And um, uh, in a lot of ways, when you're getting a dream done, yeah, it's a lot, a, a huge amount of it is who you know. But you still got to get whoever those people are. If you lot know a lot of people that got a bunch of money, then it mm -hmm. becomes easier. I, I need guess. to find them. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, you use your people that you know a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd love you to talk a little bit about, like, so a lot of your, like, the family reunion one, they dealt with a lot of stuff going on in culture, racism. There was an mm -hmm. episode with police and the young kids. And um, is that something that you are drawn to? Like, do you want to be involved well, in stories like that? A family reunion is the, is the dream of Meg Duluth, and she uh, did family reunion years, uh, family um uh, family Affairs years ago, with which was a TV show. She's done a lot of different TV shows. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the, the themes of the shows on Family Reunion were centered around family members of the writers and relationships of, of the writers with their parents and the actors, too, because mm -hmm. we, were, we were free to go to the writer's room and to be a part of it. Uh, but I think of myself as just an actress. You know, you, you try to do the parts that, a, a lot of times you get pigeonholed, and I've been sure. so lucky that people I've done, I, I've been able to do dramas, I've been able to do comedies, and sometimes when I'm in the middle of a comedy, I'm going, oh, well, I wish I was doing a drama, mm. you know, because then you're, you're zeroing in into different, another kind of feeling, but it always feels good to be working, you yeah. know, and it always yeah. feels good to be on top of it or to be at a place where people recognize you because you're on point, you're on time, you got your lines, you understand what the blocking thing is, and you get it done. You don't become a hindrance to the mm -hmm. craft. So It's good. Yeah. Where's your Emmy? At home. <laughs> <laughs> Emmy for I ER. Have one Emmy. Yes, I do. I'm very proud of so her. So good. For Grey's Anatomy, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, I said ER, Grey's Anatomy, that's right. Grey's yeah, Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy, they got rid of me. I died you right died after, a but sad still, death. I thought when you got an Emmy, they'd give you more, <laughs> but... Ah! 
<laughs> did you? Did they kill you off after you got the they Emmy? They killed me off like two days later. No, I don't know. It was like a little longer than oh, that. Oh, that's so funny. I was <laughs> thinking you got it because of that, because of the, the death, the, her dying scene. Yeah, oh, no, it was some of those scenes where I was throwing plates yeah. at. Um, because what's so amazing about the Emmys is that you're nominated for one show. Mm-hmm. They send in one show, and that's what you're nominated for. You're not nominated for the seven years or whatever you worked on. On something. Oh, the one episode. The one little episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. this is the episode. And so uh, Interesting. it was one of the episodes where I was coming to the end of my run, and I didn't know it. Oh. <laughs> wow. But I was lucky. I had an amazing, uh, an amazing publicist at the time named mm. Alex Spiller, and he was determined that I was going to get that award. So he worked he so hard to make sure I went to the parties and to the whatever. He did a lot of the political stuff that mm. has to be done. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was, it was amazing to me. I had no idea. I can tell you one little funny story, though. Yeah. Th- that night at the Emmys, of course, I was with my Glenn. And we were sitting, though, right behind Alfred Woodard. And I was so nervous. And I said, Miss Woodard, oh, I'm just so nervous. I just, I just, she said, oh, child, don't worry about a thing. I, just, I said, um, she said, I said, it's just the idea of an Emmy. I'm just, uh, she said, I said, have you ever won one? She says, oh, I have eight. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Like no big that deal. calmed me down. I was like, okay. I mean, got started and she got eight on me. <laughs> but she's one of my idols. Oh, too. she's have I you seen her film? The, the, the one that's circling out called Clemency? It's coming no, out. April no. April speaks is here on set too. Do you know about the film Clemency coming out? Have you seen it by any chance? A screener? I saw it at, at Sundance. It won I think it won Best Drama. Did it? But it is about um, a warden who does death penalties. It's amazing. Oh, coming I out can't. Christmas Day, which is not something you want to see on Christmas Day. Yeah, but she's so good. Yeah, she is good. All right, let's end with a couple things. I always like to hear, what are people watching? Do you have any shows you recommend? Do you have any time to watch anything? Are you watching anything? Or movies, TV, anything you want to recommend that you love and why? Oh, God. I, well, I always like to see people that look like me, so I do watch as <laughs> often as I can. Or I also like to watch people that I know. It's so much stuff coming out now. So you got much. the black and blue. You got Queen and Slim. You got uh, all these shows that are coming. I saw The Joker. The Joker was oh, yeah. so depressed, and I was like, well, my life is just wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> because, God, that Joker. And it was just so shocking. Yeah. Some of the stuff that happened. But he was good, though, acting. He was so good. Yeah. I mean, you can't, Joaquin. but it was still so depressing. Yeah. It was like he was, life just didn't, it was like he was getting beat up everywhere you yep. look. Um, so I saw that. And, and oh, God, what else is coming out? Harriet, the Tutman movie. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to see that. And um, uh, I've named off a couple of others. So Ava DuVernay, she's really hot now. Mm-hmm. The, um, I love her, uh, Queen Sugar. Mm-hmm. I, I watch that. I, I love... Um, Good Green, to see you on that show. I love Greenleaf because Lynn Whitfield always blows your mind with the way she does everything she does. And Keith David. And, and I just... I, I you know, I work with the older part of it, and it's, it's mm-hmm. such a great show. The mu- just the theme song hooks you in, that mm-hmm. Amen song at the top. 
oh God, what else have I watched? You know, I watched The Voice, anything with music in it. And I started watching recently The Mass Singer. You get are you into that? Well, I kinda <laughs> because I don't know what they're doing. Even if they figure it out, nobody cares. <laughs> And when you know who it is, I mean, I think Patti LaBelle was on that. It was like, that's Patti LaBelle. <laughs> who don't know Patti LaBelle's voice? I mean, it was like, yeah, yeah. and I don't care what you put on. You put on, <laughs> that's Patti. And so, so, but still, I love anything with music in it. So that was, oh, and the last thing I binged on was the uh, Fosse Verdon. Mm, oh, I didn't see that, but I heard God. good stuff. Yeah. It was nothing like Bob Fosse. I lived. Did you, you work know, with? Yes, I worked with him. Wow. Big deal, and he he was so gracious in so many ways, and I, you know, I don't know. I had mixed feelings about it because I guess I loved him so mm-hmm. much from the time that he was my director. Yeah, you know? I mean, we didn't even talk about that. But Loretta <laughs> spent time in New York. She was one of the original Dream, Dream Girls, Girls yeah. on Broadway. Yeah. So did you? So you did. How many shows would you say you did in New York in your time? I was. I was. I was in Dreamgirls for four years, right? We wow. did eight shows a week, so you do the math. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was a, like going to a college. <laughs> do you remember the theater? What was the theater? The Imperial Theater. The Imperial. That's where it happened, yeah. I just went to New York last week for the second time and saw Hamilton, another play called. Do you saw Hamilton? Yes, my you friend. Be in the room where it oh, happens. Oh, you seen it? You seen <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, I saw it. My friend is playing Hamilton on Broadway right now. Austin oh Scott. God. Huge shout out to Austin, who was on this podcast as well. But then I saw a slave play. Have you heard of that? No. Where? Oh my gosh! In in uh, Broadway. We're not, it, really? It's on Broadway. Who's it, in it? One of them, Sullivan Jones. I know that because I'm having him on the podcast next oh, okay, week. Okay. It's about three interracial couples who are being counseled about their race issues on a plantation. Oh. And they, it's, it's intense and uncomfortable and good and meaningful. Anyway, all that to say, ah. you spending so much time in Broadway, yeah. uh, I think that that's so, like, I, I just admire that. I think it's so cool, like, all the stuff that happens in New York, all the storytelling, the people. Great. Yeah, New York oh. is great. You can't get past it. It's great. Oh, man. Okay, and last thing we do is we 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 do your, what's your brave your thirty second brave maker speech, which is like your um your Oscar speech. If you get if you got a a brave maker award, who are you saying? Who are the people who have impacted you? Who you want to make sure you utter their names? Who are the people? I would that? like to thank my mother, <laughs> <laughs> my father. No. <laughs> oh God! Any important people who shaped you as a performer? Oh my God! You know, it's so I'm so old and so late, and all the shaping was done between birth and and, and five, right? <laughs> Everything you've seen or done, and you know, so many people are leaving the planet now, like Aretha and Diane Carroll, and oh God, you could just name off or Mr. Cummins, you can just just name off everybody, and you just go, oh, no. But it's that late for, for my generation. All of the new young people are probably um, probably feel totally different. But I, I would think all of the people that's closest to me, and it's always the people that have to tolerate you, and like your agent, your manager, your publicist, all of the people, your, your stylists, people that, that make, you, make you the image yeah. you know, yeah. of what people enjoy. So you would thank all those people and all the people that came before you and were lucky enough to 
to want to do the things that you you're getting lucky enough to do. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Yeah. What's your what's your Instagram handle for people to find you? I, I, at Lodiva Divine, but uh, I'm not what consistent. You're, you I post may, once or twice a week. I, I see you on there. I post and then I forget, <laughs> and then because I'm busy, busy. And then I go. They they just put stuff up there. Let's see. Somebody is putting stuff up there. Hashtag my name. I don't even know who that is. Wait, you somebody <laughs> some, somebody's doing it for you? No, someone's has. There's somebody doing hashtag Loretta Divine, and then it's just oh, honest. anybody can do that. But it comes on Instagram like, uh, who is doing it? It ain't me. <laughs> I'll, we'll do it today. You know, huh? So if, if we take a picture, I can put hashtag Loretta Divine. And it'll just come up on Instagram. That's right. So anybody who clicks on that hashtag can see every photo that's ever been tagged. Well, that's so tacky. <laughs> I don't know how people have time okay, to do their life. Okay, don't tag Loretta Divine. Get, get rid of the hashtag. I don't know how they have time to do their life and all that Instagramming and TikToking and tweeting and... When do you write a poem? <laughs> when do you make a dress? When do you kiss your children? Oh, it's I too love you. much. I love you. It's too much to do. It's too much, but you're still doing it. We I know, do it. But it is great entertainment. I it mean, is. you can just watch people's business for hours. That's I remember when we were and we were recording the song you did, you had just got on Snapchat and I remember we were in the parking lot. <laughs> You were doing Snapchat. <laughs> I don't think I've done that in years. I know. My grandbaby had me. My grandbaby put stuff on my phone. To my try this. I'd be like, girl, a bill came. If you don't get this book. <laughs> People flipping off of tables and stuff. It's just crazy. It's so much of, um, it's almost like a distraction. It can be. I mean, imagine, yeah. I, I tell myself how much more writing and work I would get done if I wasn't, you know, lo- like, watching other people's lives. I know, right? but like, and also when you have to, what's hard when you're an actress, you have to study, you have to yeah. learn your lines. Yeah. It's real hard to learn them with the TV on, yeah. I swear. And so it's so hard. You have to cut yourself off mm-hmm. from all of those earthly pleasures mm-hmm. <laughs> it's worth it well yeah. thanks for all the work you're doing thanks Thank for, you for saying yes and partnering with me so many times and okay. it won't be the last all right we're gonna do the big one next next yes 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 brave stories change the world you are the story brave maker is a 501c3 non-profit organization our work is funded by generous patrons like you Support the podcast with a tax-deductible donation at bravemaker.com. Thanks for listening to the Brave Maker podcast. Subscribe, give us a rating, and share with a friend.